start up front with both the good news and the bad news. The good news is that you can positively impact your general level of economic success by planning for your future. The bad news is that most of what will affect your level of wealth are well beyond your control. Among the things that have enhanced one's wealth in recent years is stock ownership. Being born in a wealthy country like the United States has also been a plus, though by no means a guarantee of wealth. A global economic system characterized by peaceful cooperation and international trade among democratic nations has been an enormous boon to the personal prosperity of the masses. Yet none of these things, not even stock ownership, can be thought of as an advantage under your control. I know it's become a cliché to say that there is a market return that accrues to the advantage of those willing to take the risk of stocks. If you don't believe the experts, you can look at the data over the past two centuries of U.S. stock returns and see for yourself. But even that is not written in stone. Certainly ancient Incan prosperity was not based on stock ownership. Today it's shares of Apple, then it was herds of alpaca. The point of this podcast is to open your minds to a big picture view of investing, to sensitize you to how much and how rapidly the world changes. Rapidly changing markets is a key theme of business news, but the focus is on the minutiae. We rarely consider the broader sweep of historic change. Let's say that Rip Van Winkle started investing at the beginning of the 20th century and woke up at the start of the 21st century. Based on market statistics, you'd think he would have done very well. Maybe he did, but that's not a foregone conclusion. There was no S&P 500 index fund available at that time. Instead, he might have thought, I'm going to put my money down on the world's greatest superpower. That way, I surely couldn't go wrong. How confused he'd be had he awoken in the year 2000 to find out that the upstart United States of America had become the world's dominant power. He had put all his money on Britain, which in the year 1900 governed nearly one-third of the human population of the earth and controlled one-quarter of its territory. How could British dominance recede to the extent that it had? Rip Van Winkle learned about the two most destructive wars in human history, in which even the winners, in quotes, lost through depletion of territorial, military, and financial resources. So what happened to Rip Van Winkle's investments? I'm not sure of his exact portfolio details, but looking at data from the Journal of Finance on equity performance across 39 international markets going back to 1921, the closest benchmark I was able to find, I can see that Rip Van Winkle was not off base to think it wise to put his money on the world's greatest superpower. He was just incorrect about who that would be. The U.S. beat every other market, with only Sweden coming close, since the Scandinavian country managed to keep out of those devastating world wars. U.S. stocks' nominal return was about 7%, but their real after-inflation return was 4.32%, a whopping 200 basis points over that of British stocks' real return of 2.35%. So Rip Van Winkle's Buy Britain strategy didn't do all that well. What's the takeaway here? It's not to avoid U.S. stocks and invest in Chinese or Indian ones, nor is it to buy a herd of alpacas. Rather, it is to understand and internalize the reality that we are hard-pressed to understand the emerging pattern surrounding us, and that our efforts to do so tend to lead us through the weeds of the day's news, with its focus on matters that prove inconsequential from a historical point of view. And thus, the portfolio implications are to focus on the things, the only things, that you can control, your personal savings rate and your willingness to defy the conventional wisdom that tells you to emphasize what is currently in vogue, such as FANG stocks. The better approach would be to divert as much as you can of your monthly income into savings and to go far beyond just U.S. stocks in your investments. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.